You're listening to Tassie Encounters on Faith FM and we're coming to you from Hobart, Tasmania, right across Australia. Each weekday at 9am you can hear what the Bible says about past, current and future events. You can learn how to study the Bible more effectively. You can get to know who God is, why we're here and where we're going and you can experience personal encounters with Jesus. I'm your host, Jason Cook, and today we have Peter Watts joining us in the studio. Welcome, Peter. Thank you, Jason. It's good, good to be here as usual. Yeah, good to have you back. Now, Peter, today we're actually recording this program because on Tuesday, the 3rd of May, you physically won't be in Hobart. So uh, yeah. just letting our listeners know this is a pre-recorded program, but there's something happening on the 3rd of May that uh, we should share with our listeners. Absolutely. So if you are in the Sydney area... Uh, on Tuesday the 3rd of May you might want to drop in I'm going to be um, presenting the series Is God for Real and this is basically uh, just asking some of the basic questions in regards to does God exist Uh, can we trust the Bible Um, did we really evolve why is there so much suffering in the world we're going to be covering those topics and uh, I'm speaking at the Warunga Adventist School it's a room called The Wedge it's on the ground floor uh, level 1, 181 Fox Valley Road, Warunga. And if people want more details on that, they could go to the isgodforreal.com.au website and they will see a little promo video there and also uh, details of where they can access the program. So Is God For Real next Tuesday in Warunga, New South Wales. That's 7pm. I'll actually be there 7pm Tuesday, Wednesday and Thursday. So if people can't make it Tuesday then they can be there Wednesday or Thursday night too. And they can come and say hello if yeah, they absolutely. would like to. We'd love to uh, hear from you, and I'm sure Peter would love to see you face-to-face. Very, very happy to talk to anybody. Yeah. Now, Peter, there's a couple of other things we want to share with our listeners. We've got a program coming up in Tasmania called Improving the immune function through food and this is going to be presented by dr sue rad sue is an advanced accredited practicing dietitian and that is a a special um qualification and Mm -hmm. uh, she's very experienced and knowledgeable in her field she does research and uh, she's also written uh, a number of books including the most recent one called food as medicine cooking for your best health and that book actually received the gorman world cookbook award for the best health and nutrition book in the world Wow. So uh, fantastic book, which you'll be able to get a copy of at this event. Um, the event dates in Tasmania, Hobart, we've got 13th of May. In Launceston, we've got 15th of May. And in Devonport, the 16th of May. So Sue will be in Tasmania in May. Don't miss this opportunity to learn about you know, how to improve your health. It's uh, it's a very important topic. And uh, I've had a, a, a discussion with Sue. She's extremely knowledgeable. And, yes, uh, I'm sure. I'm going to be there in the Hobart ones. Well, so. I'm going to. Now, if you want to go to that, text IMMUNE22, that's I-M-M-U-N-E, 22, no spaces. Text that into zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one, and we will send you back a message to tell you how to book. You must book for this event, so right. uh, you uh, have to get Seats the details. Seats are limited. Seats are limited, and there's a link in the text message to show you how to book. Um, now, of course, that same number you can text us in on. We've got a free book offer later in the program. Um, you might want to give us some feedback or ask some questions. We encourage you to do that. 
today, Peter, we've got a topic called the journey to joy, although we were discussing whether it should have been the journey of joy, but we've named it the journey to joy. This is our last episode of the series, The Apprenticeship. Yeah. And uh, it's been a great uh, 13 weeks. I've learned a lot. And uh, I mean, I had read the book, uh, the book upon which we are basing this series. Uh, Steps to Christ. It's called Steps to Christ. And yes. I've read that book before, but it is, it's a, an amazing little book because every time you read it, you seem to get more out of it or mm. it, it deepens your experience. It actually takes you closer to Christ. So, yes, we've been talking about the apprenticeship, about becoming a disciple, a follower, a learner of Jesus and uh, how that uh, impacts our life and, and how we can benefit from that. And this is the last uh, episode in that uh, series, The Journey to Joy. And I suppose when we were talking about whether we should call it The Journey to Joy or The Journey of Joy, um, really this episode is about there should be joy in the Christian life. The, the, mm. the Christian experience should be a joyful experience. Mm. It doesn't mean there won't be challenges, and we'll talk about those, but there should be joy in the life, and we want to talk about what that actually means. And so I guess the journey to joy, the hope is that through this series, we've been journeying towards joy, uh, but the journey of the apprenticeship actually continues after this series. So whilst this might be the last episode uh, and we're covering the last chapter, the reality is the apprenticeship journey, the discipleship journey continues until Jesus returns and takes us home to glory. In, in which case that part is the journey of joy. <laughs> it is the, well, it's mostly the journey of joy because, yeah. yes, I mean, I, I'm testifying myself of the 29 years that I've been a Christian that they are, it has been a journey of joy. And it hasn't been out without heartache. It hasn't been without challenges. Uh, life down here, if you live on planet Earth, you're going to encounter challenges. Mm. Um, but this, uh, when we talk about joy, we're not talking about sort of giggly happiness. Um, people want happiness. And, uh, you know, I guess we're all in, in pursuit of happiness. But how does how do we actually achieve that? And hopefully through this series and even through this episode, we will discover some of the answers to that. There is, um, you know, sometimes Christians have not always been the best advertisement for Christ. Yes, I think sometimes that's very true. And I, uh, I think there'd be a lot more Christians if Christians were better uh, walking advertising uh, representatives. So. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, I think there'd be a lot more Christians if there were a lot less Christians. <laughs> no, 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 a lot more Christians uh, if we were better ambassadors. Ah, mm. there's a thought. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. I think um, that that's true. We've got, um, you know, we can all, I'm sure, think of, well, that was a poor example of Christianity from mm. people who claim and profess to be Christians. But I have to say, I would have to confess that, you know, there are times when I have not been the best ambassador for Christ, that I haven't been the best example of what a Christian should be. Mm. And so there's uh, still room for me to grow. There's room for me to learn, and that's why I'm still an apprentice. Mm. That's why I still want to be a, a disciple of Christ. I'm learning, of, you know, learning from him. Uh, learning to follow him day by day. But the reality is when we are followers of Christ, we want to reflect that character. We want to reflect the values that Jesus brought. And we want we want to understand what it is that God wants us to understand. You know, Je Jesus came for several reasons. One of those was to uh, show us what God is like. Mm. 
So Jesus came into the world to show us what God is like. He came to show us how to, how to treat one another. And he came also, of course, to die on the cross for the sins that we had committed to, to redeem us. But that idea of coming to show us what God was like, the way he treated people, uh, this is the way God wants us to treat one another. And uh, we want to be representatives of the Lord. I love that word that you use, ambassador. Yeah. Uh, and that's, of course, a biblical word. You find it in Second Corinthians chapter 5, where uh, we are called to be ambassadors for Christ. And if you think about an ambassador, they're actually a representative of another kingdom. Mm. Uh, we have ambassadors living here in Australia. A lot of them have been in Canberra, I'm sure, uh, where they are representing other countries and they you know, are here to communicate to our country the values and the, uh, the messages from that other country. And ultimately every follower of Christ is called to be a representative. Absolutely. Yeah, that's right. So it's, it's, it's not, not just, just leadership. The, it's or not just the pastors or, you know, the, the special few. Or, yeah. Correct. Every person uh, that is a Christian should be uh, filled with the Holy Spirit and then actually... Um, producing the fruit of the Spirit. And I didn't have this, but I'm going to look this up because I can. Um, but Galatians 5 mm. has, uh, and I know that, uh, I think it's da- David. David Maxwell has just finished his uh, series yeah. uh, on that a couple of episodes ago. Well, yeah. that will be well worth listening to. I, I yeah. can guarantee that. But in Galatians 5.22, it says, but the fruit of the Spirit is love. And I think it's interesting that the first one is love because that's what we say God is. The, yeah. That's what the Bible God says love. God yeah. is. God is love. So fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such there is no law. So these are the kind of characteristics that we should have oozing out of us as Christians if the Holy Spirit is in us. Because if the Holy Spirit is in us, that's the fruit it's going to produce. And, uh, you know, in the chapter that we were reading for this week, one of the points it made was there are going to be some people that we encounter in the world who will never pick up a Bible, hmm. who will have never have read a Bible, but we can be the Word of God to them by living out that message in our daily lives, in the way we treat people, in the values that uh, we portray. So, yeah, we want to be good representatives of Christ, and uh, certainly there's joy in that and there's joy in the journey. There's a couple of Bible verses here that uh, we wanted to cover here. Do you want to do that before our break? Well, let's pick up one of them. First, it's um, John twelve thirty two. Maybe we can read that before we go to the break. It says, And I, if I am lifted up from the earth, will draw all peoples to myself. Now, these are the words of Jesus. And mm. he's talking about the message of the cross, if you like. And he's saying, If I'm lifted up, I'll draw all people to myself. So one of the things that we are to do is to lift up Jesus in the way we live. Mm. So in other words, are we exemplifying his characteristics and his values in the way we live? And can people actually see that? Mm. Okay. We've got a question to think about. Uh, Because we're not live, we can't uh, read your answers to this on air, but we'd love to hear from you anyway because we do review and and check uh, the messages. So something to think about. Have you ever had the experience of graduating from something? How did it feel? Let us know on 0488-880-891. This is a song called I Am Joseph, God Is With Us by Stephen Curtis Chapman.
I am Joseph, I am Mary, I'm traveling on a journey, and I'm carrying a promise I can't see. I'm scared and I'm excited, I don't really know what lies ahead of me. I'm a shepherd on a hillside, as common as the clothes I wear that smell like I've been sleeping in a barn. Last people in this world to ever bow before a king, but here we are. That my pride can build around me I start thinking I'm the one and only king Trying desperately to stay upon a throne That never did belong to me And I am riding with the wise men Over hills and through the darkest valleys Fixed on the star that lights our way all the gifts I have to give in worship when I finally see my Savior's face. And God is with us, and God is for us. This is my story, this is my song, and and fears, all our unworthiness and shame, knowing every one of us is the reason that He came, and God is with us, and God is for us, this is our story, and this is our song. Listening to Tazzy Encounters on Faith FM, and this, today we're uh, talking with Peter Watts on the topic of the journey to joy. Um, before the break, we asked you a question: Have you ever had an experience of graduating from something? Let us know. How did you feel about that? 
Text us in on zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one. So, Peter, we're talking about the fact that we are God's ambassadors or representatives for those who don't know Him or those who don't read the Bible. Yeah, in fact, the the, the Bible's message actually tells us that we're like a uh, a letter written from God to other people. Mm. That as we have the Holy Spirit living in us and as we're living out those principles, we're like a letter from God. And, and we can read about this is in Second Corinthians three. 1 to 3, where Paul is actually writing a letter. He's literally writing a letter to the church at Corinth. And um, this is what he says. And I'm reading from the English Standard Version because it's a little bit easier to read. Mm. Are we beginning to commend ourselves again? Or do we need, as some do, letters of recommendation to you or from you? You yourselves are our letter of recommendation, written on our hearts, to be known and read by all. And you show that you are a letter from Christ delivered by us, written not with ink, but with the spirit of the living God, not on tablets of stone, but on tablets of human hearts. That's a, that's a beautiful passage, isn't it? It really is. It's mm. a great passage. And, you know, a, he's talking there, you know, obviously God wrote the Ten Commandments on tablets of stone. Mm. Um, but what he's saying is if we have the spirit within us, God will write his law in our minds, in our hearts. He's going to write his will into our lives mm. and we can be as it were a messenger of god and and uh, it's like god's love letter to the world um you know <laughs> sometimes you might think you know i'm god's gift to the world well you know in a sense we are mm. all you know every one of us is unique every one of us it's like um you know there are so many different beautiful flowers uh, and every one of them is a message from God mm. uh, to humanity. And, and, and we are a living messenger from God. We're able to articulate. We're able to show kindness. We're able to show compassion. We're able to demonstrate forgiveness. Uh, all of these characteristics and values and traits from God. And uh, that's really what God wants us to do so that we are uh, actually portraying him to others. Mm. Now, we this this episode is called um, The Journey to Joy, and I actually think we should change it now the, to, to The Journey of Joy, okay. <laughs> uh, because what we're wanting to uh, for people to understand is there is joy in the Christian life. Mm. And um, one of the um, verses that I, I picked up that I've got here, I don't think I gave you this one, Jason, but here in Psalm 1611, it says, you make known to me the path of life, talking to God. In your presence there is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. You know, uh, uh, in your presence there is fullness of joy, and at your right hand are pleasures evermore. And sometimes we have this view of God that somehow God is a killjoy. He doesn't mm. want people to be happy. You know, if we were to ask people that question, do you think God wants you to be happy? And I know that sometimes people may reflect on their life and pick, all, pick out all the low lights, not the highlights, but maybe all the low times or the difficulties or the challenges, and then maybe sort of level those at God and say, you know, this is the life you gave me. Mm. Not recognising perhaps that the world we live in is broken, mm. the people we live with are broken, um, and that this is not the world that God intended in the first place. This mm. is not the creation. The creation has been marred. It's broken. It's corrupted. Uh, and what that means is that things don't often work the way that they should. However, the joy is not, uh, it's not like watching a comedy show 
This joy is deep seated. It is, it's the depth of joy that comes from a relationship. Mm. If you have a good friend, maybe you have a spouse that you've spent years with or a good friend, somebody you know, somebody you trust, there is that relationship brings you some joy because it's deep, it's long and lasting. You don't even have to be in the presence of that person to actually appreciate what that person brings to you in that relationship. With God, we know not only is that true from that relationship aspect, but we also know that there's a happy ending coming. We know that there's a hope. We know that there's a future. We know that God will make everything right in the end. And the joy comes from knowing that God has done something about my situation. He's come down in the person of Jesus Christ. He's died on the cross to pay the price for all my sins and mistakes. He's offering me an opportunity to walk with him by pouring out the Holy Spirit and and making the Spirit freely available to me so that I can know his presence in my life today. I can have purpose today. And then, of course, there's the hope and the knowledge that I will get to spend eternity with God because of what God has done, is doing, and will do for me and for the rest of humanity. There's a principle, I think, in psychology that um, I think is well known that if we focus on negative things, if we focus on, um, you know, trauma or difficulties or failures or whatever it is, then that that brings us down. Mm -hmm. And I guess there are some people who portray that negativity in the way they live. Yeah. What uh, I guess the Bible teaches us that we will face trials. Yeah. It's a part of life. Yeah. It's reality. Everyone will, yeah. you know, face difficult times. But there's this principle that if we focus on on the good things, if we focus or have an attitude of gratitude, you know, um, in the book it talks about stopping to smell the roses <laughs> um, rather than just noticing all the thorns, you know. There's a difference in our attitude when we focus on the blessings, focus on, um, you know, the things that God has done for us in the past that can totally transform the way we portray um, ourselves to others. Yeah. And ultimately, God wants us to portray that positive attitude rather than one of, you know, discouragement and negativity. The song, you know, I don't know who sang it. It said, "Smile and the world smiles with you." Mm. If you if you walk about with a smile on your face, you will get a more positive response from the people that you're with. Mm. And likewise, if you go in with a gloomy face, then you're probably likely to affect people in that way too. Mm. There's um, another verse in Proverbs fifteen thirteen, and I'm reading from the English Standard Version. It says, "A glad heart makes a cheerful face," <laughs> but yeah. uh, but. By sorrow of heart, the spirit is crushed. Mm. And so that's kind of, you know, I think in the King James Version says, a merry heart does good like a medicine, mm. you know. Um, and, and that's the idea is that we want to try, if we know that there's a God in the universe, if we know that that God loves us, has forgiven us, has saved us, and is preparing a place in heaven for us, then that should make us glad. That should mm. make us happy. That should make us optimistic for the future. Even though we know we live in a war-torn world, we live in a world that's got plenty of problems, and we all of these things are predicted. We know that Jesus will return to take us to a better place. And so we have a good message to give. You know, sometimes, like we've said before, uh, sometimes as Christians we don't always portray that journey of joy. Mm. Um 
you know, some somebody once said that some Christians look like they've been baptized in lemon juice, <laughs> <laughs> that, that they look sour yeah. from the outset. And, and that really is um, misrepresenting mm. who God is. Mm. Um, you know, we are effectively God's advertising banner. Mm. You know, back in the day when uh, Christ was walking the earth and when the first disciples followed him and when they began to share the message after he had ascended back to heaven in the early church, they didn't have uh, radio, they didn't have television, they didn't have the internet, they didn't have tracts to hand out. Um, you know, they just had who they were. That was their principal message. They had hospitality, they had the Holy Spirit dwelling in them uh, and they were living out that spiritual life and that's how the, the gospel spread and so all of that is available to us today and that we can live uh, with joy and with with contentment knowing that there's a verse in psalm 100 well a little we'll read the whole psalm actually mm. it's only five verses long but psalm 100 uh, is is a great psalm this is uh, in the New King James Version. Make a joyful shout to the Lord, all you lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know that the Lord, he is God. It is he who has made us, and not we ourselves. We are his people, and the sheep of his pasture. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving, and into his courts with praise. Be thankful to him, and bless his name. For the Lord is good, his mercy is everlasting, and his truth endures to all generations. Mm, a lot of praise and a lot of mm. uh, gratefulness in that psalm. And it says the Lord is good. You know, um, where the, the Bible message is called the gospel, and that means it's good news. And uh, we ought to, I guess, reflect in our character the fact that it is good news. It's not gloomy news. It's not bad news. We see plenty of that, but... It is good news and, uh, you know, there is joy in living the Christian life. Mm. Well, stay tuned. Our free book offer coming up later in the program is called Help in Daily Living. But this is Joy is Not Cancelled by the Collingsworth Family. When life is put on hold All our plans have cancelled Things have changed Nothing feels the same Disappointments, fear and doubt Go hand in hand and waves of worry threaten me Everywhere uncertainty But in the midst of chaos In the midst of fear There is something to remember Yes there is something we all need to hear. Joy is not cancelled. Peace still remains. God's goodness, kindness, His grace isn't running low. And He has not changed His power is still abundant His mercies are still new God's plans have not been cancelled 
He's still in control And everything that matters still remains So when the trials and tests they come Darkness only hides the sun And you can't seem to find your way No light of day are some things we know for sure they never change they will endure no matter what things look like all around us so in the midst of chaos in the midst of all your fears there is something you should remember yes There is something we all need to hear. Joy is not canceled. Peace still remains. God's goodness, kindness, His grace isn't running low. And He His promises, they are all still true. God's plans have not been canceled. He's fully in control. And everything that matters still remains. Yes, everything that matters still remains. You're listening to Tessie Encounters on Faith FM, and today we're speaking with Peter Watts on the topic of the journey of joy. This program is made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. Now, Peter, we've just been talking about praise, mm. beautiful praise, a Psalm 100. It's a beautiful yeah. psalm. But uh, I mentioned earlier that we all face troubles at times. We mm. all face some hard times. So how are we meant to deal with difficulties when they do come along? Yeah. Well, we can actually, uh, that's absolutely true, and it's, it's a good question because you can read about in the Bible there were many difficulties that the people in the Bible faced. Um, but, you know, one of the things the Bible says about God is he's a present help in time of trouble. Mm. And uh, I think that, you know, one of our episodes in this series was the privilege of prayer and the opportunity to take our troubles to God, um, who has a thousand ways of helping us and solving those problems. And sometimes he doesn't remove the problem. Sometimes he helps us to get stronger mm. to deal with the problem. Mm. And so, um, you know, God has ways in which uh, he can help us and benefit us. And we're never going to tire God with our prayers. God wants to hear from his children. Mm. Um, and But yes, the, there are genuine uh, difficulties that we all face. We're not wanting to gloss over that and pretend it doesn't happen. It's simply that... We, if we recognize there's a great battle going on between good and evil, 
in the world and that we're choosing to, to side with the side of good. And we know, because we've read the book, uh, that God wins in the end. Mm-hmm. Um, I think when we deal with challenges, however big or small those challenges and those trials are, that we where there's God, there's hope. Because God exists, there is a hope that things will improve in the here and now. But beyond that, there's always the hope that there's a resurrection. There is a new heaven and a new earth. There is a new reality coming uh, at some point in the future. So even if you've lost a loved one, there is a resurrection. Uh, There is the hope of seeing that person again. And I think that... uh, the Bible isn't blind to the fact that there will be challenges. In fact, in John sixteen thirty three, uh, if you could read that for us, um, Jason. It says, These things I've spoken to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation. But be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. So here is acknowledging the fact that you will have trouble, tribulation in the world. Mm. Uh, he's saying... Um, I'm telling you these things, the things I've taught in the Bible, I'm telling you them so that you can have peace in me. Now, that's an interesting idea in itself. So this isn't peace that you get from swinging in a hammock Mm. in the back garden while listening to the waves lightly lap at the shore. This This is a peace in Jesus. So in other words, he's saying, even if you're in the midst of a crisis, even if you're living in Ukraine right now, you can still have peace in Jesus. Uh, and that's not the kind of peace, like I say, that you, you have in a rose garden. This is the kind of peace that comes from knowing that God will ultimately bring all things to completion and that he will make everything right in the end. I uh, like to refer to that as the big picture. Right, yeah. When we, when we know the big picture, when yes. we can see the big picture, which we obviously we get that from Scripture, we get yes. that from reading the Bible and understanding it, that God has a plan you know that that is a uh, a future which is beyond our wildest imagination yeah you know that when we put that into the picture when we keep that in mind it gives us the ability to um not ignore or, or dispense with but it, it helps manage us, yeah manage it helps us cope cope with the current difficulties when we know that God's got something better for us planned. Mm, Absolutely. And so, you know, again, um, if we look at uh, another scripture, there's another passage of scripture in Matthew 6.25, and uh, sometimes this is headed uh, with the phrase, don't worry. Mm. Um, And uh, we're going to read through this, and maybe what we'll do is we'll... um, Let's, let's read the first two verses. Just, this is Matthew six twenty five and 26 to begin with. Okay. It says, Therefore I say to you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air, for they neither snow nor reap nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you of not? Are you not of more value than they? All right. So Jesus is speaking here. This is part of his sermon on the mount mm. in Matthew six, and he's saying, "Don't worry." Now he he doesn't say, uh, "Don't wear clothes, don't eat, or don't drink." No. He's saying, "Don't worry about those things." Mm. Now you know we go out and we we uh, buy food to put in the cupboard each week. We 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 buy clothing to put on our back. 
But we don't have to worry about those things. And this is the point I think God is wanting to say is trust me. Do you trust that I, as your father, will ensure that you have what you need? Mm. And uh, that's what he's saying. And so, um, and you know, it's a very apt you know description. How many birds are there? I mean, the the birds uh, they seem to find the food that they need um, day by day. And uh, he says, you know, your heavenly Father feeds them, and um, so let's read a couple of other passages because most of this is about. You don't have to worry about the basics if you've put your trust in me. If you're following my plan, it's God is basically saying it's my responsibility mm. to take care of you, mm. um, just as a, a regular father would uh, take care of his child. So let's read. Um, yeah, let's read the next three verses. Okay. Which of you, by worrying, can add one cubit to his stature? So why do you worry about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. And yet I say to you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. All right, so again, he's, uh, God is saying, look, I'm clothing the grass with all these beautiful flowers. Uh, won't I clothe you? You know, mm. I, I'm going to uh, take care of you. So, in fact, he makes that uh, in the next verse. I'll read that out. It's Matthew 6.30. He says, Now if God so clothes the grass of the field, which is today, which today is and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? Therefore do not worry, saying, What shall we eat, what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For after all these things the Gentiles seek, and what that means everybody, right? Mm. That's talking about the non-Jews in this passage, but everybody seeks after those things. Everybody needs to eat, drink, and, and be clothed. For your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. And uh, he's basically asking us to make him a priority in our lives, and then he will care for those things that we need not fret. Sometimes people worry about what might be, or what might not be. Hmm. And, you know, somebody said to me, worrying is simply borrowing tomorrow's trouble and bringing it into today. Hmm. And uh, I think that, you know, God wants us to have that peace, the peace of knowing that there's a God who loves me, a God who cares, and a God who's going to help me through whatever experiences is that I'm going through today. Again, there's another concept, isn't it, in, uh, in um, I guess, understanding of of being happy or living in the moment where we're not uh, meant to live in the past or live too much in the future because um, obviously we have a hope for the future, but we don't live there. We live here and now. Yes. And uh, why worry about tomorrow? (laughs) Jesus says it here. Yeah. (laughs) Why worry about tomorrow? Just focus on today. Somebody once Mm. uh, said to me, um, yesterday's history, tomorrow's a mystery. Today is God's gift. That's why we call it the present. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, and so, that's good. So, you know, this, this is the moment that we have to mm. live. We don't even know if we have tomorrow. Mm. And we can't do anything about what's gone before. So, yeah. And just read uh, those uh, last two uh, verses, Jason, 33 and 34. It says, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about its own things. 
sufficient for the day is its own trouble. Yeah. So, in other words, there's plenty of challenges to deal with in in the present day. Mm. Don't worry about tomorrow so much. And I think, you know, God wants us to have that peace of mind. There's another passage here um, where in John 14, I'm just going to look this one up. This is John 14 and verse 27. And I'll read that out. It says, these are the words of Jesus again. It says, peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you, not as the world gives, do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. So he's basically saying, I have a different kind of peace. This isn't like war and peace. This is a different kind of peace. It's a spiritual peace of knowing that God's in control and that whilst we live in the battlefield here, God is going to help us through it and he's going to bring it all to a peaceful conclusion in the end. Our book offer for today, Help in Daily Living, A Practical Guide to Everyday Blessings. And this is written by Ellen White, who's the same author as Steps to Christ. Are you searching for life above the ordinary? Do you want true and lasting relationships, a genuine godly character and a practical everyday faith that fills your life and the lives of those you touch with blessings? Then this powerful booklet is exactly what you need. Thousands have learned to live successful Christian lives by incorporating the down-to-earth everyday guidance found in Help in Daily Living. Each chapter is a treasure chest filled with rich gems of wisdom for getting along with yourself, with others and with God. Carry this booklet with you, read a page or two in your free moments and memorise some of the gems. After the break, we'll give you the code for this book, Help in Daily Living. This is Wherever You Are by the Franz Family.
Listening to Tassie Encounters on Faith FM. And we're finishing up our program today with Peter Watts on the topic of the journey of joy. Now, before the break, I promised you a code to our book, our free book giveaway today, Help in Daily Living. It's by Ellen G. White. The subtitle is A Practical Guide to Everyday Blessings. We'd love you to get a copy of this book. And the code for today is STEPS number 12, S T E P S. And the number 12, no spaces. Text that into 0488 880891. So, Peter, what does the life of a true follower of a Christ, a true apprenticeship, a, pr- a true apprentice, should I say, uh, of Christ, what does it look like? We've talked about what it shouldn't look like, but what should it look like? Yeah, and it's, it, it's a life of um, joy. It's a life of uh, contentment, but it's not a life devoid of problems. We've talked about that. In fact, you know, sometimes when you enter the spiritual uh, journey, you're, you're sort of far more aware of the opposition and the resistance mm. that comes. Mm. But you see, greater is he that is in, the, in you than he that is in the world. In, in other words, we should have a life of victory. We should have a life of uh, knowing that we're on the winning side. We should have a life of meaning. I remember my life before I was a Christian, and I would have said to you know that I was a happy-go-lucky kind of person at that point in time. I didn't have a lot of responsibilities, just thought about myself, spent money on myself, you know, did what I wanted to do and so forth. But I think that at the back of my mind, there was always this uncertainty, uh, anxiety about what what am I here for? What, who, who am I as a person? Mm. Uh, what's my purpose in life? Um, what is the you know what does the future hold? What you know where am I headed in you know personally and where's the world headed? And I didn't have answers to those questions. And there was always that sort of it's like wandering around lost in the world. And uh, when I had discovered Christ and I understood who God was through Christ and understood what His will was for my life, then it was very transforming in terms of my outlook. And I look at the world differently now. I notice the beauty far more. You know, I want to uh, smell the roses. I want to see the beautiful things that God has created. Mm. And uh, I walk day by day. I talk to God every day. Um, So there's that communication. But God wants us to have an abundant life. And if you look at John 10.10, I'll get you to read that. And Because Jesus actually contrasts the character of the devil contrasted with uh, the the character of, of God. The thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. Yeah. So, so a Christian life should be more abundant Absolutely. than a non-Christian life. Well, it's interesting. <laughs> you know, sometimes you will hear uh, of people talking about somebody who has uh, maybe um, recently passed away and they might have passed away uh, too young and they... They were living life in the fast lane, shall mm. we say. Mm. And people will say, well, he lived life to the full. Yeah. And uh, I've lived that kind of life. So, you know, um, the Lord found me when I was working in a cocktail bar. But um, 
really the fullest life you can live is the one that you were designed for. Mm. And God is the designer. He's the creator of life. He knows how we tick. And so uh, our lives should be an abundant life. My life has never been fuller than um, it has being a Christian. And, and my, our joy should be full too. If you look at John fifteen eleven. This uh, really sums up our program today. These things I have spoken to you that my joy may remain in you and that your joy may be full. Yeah, not not that just you have some joy some of the time, you know, three days a week, three days a week or whatever. No, but that your joy should be, uh, that your joy would be full. That's what God's intention is for his children. Mm. And that joy comes from knowing the Lord and knowing what your purpose is in the world. Mm. There's another beautiful passage in Psalm 37 verse 4 that I'll get you to read, Jason, too. Delight yourself in the Lord and he shall give you the desires of your heart. Wow. See, who knows you better than God himself? Mm. You know, that we've read in previous uh, episodes of this series that God can read the heart, he can read the mind. Um, he knows all about us, and we're just beginning to find out about him. Mm. But it says, delight yourself in, uh, also in the Lord, and he shall give you the desires of your heart. God knows you better than you know yourself. Mm. He knows what would make you truly content, truly joyful, truly delighted with life. And in my own experience, that's what God has delivered to me in my life. We often, too often, think that if I let God into my life, he's going to take away my choice. He's going to take away certain things. The only thing that God will ever take away from us are the things that are going to harm us or harm other people. Mm. In fact, uh, there's a a passage... um, I had this written down somewhere. Yeah, Psalm eighty four eleven. It says, "No good thing will he withhold from those that trust him." Mm. God is not wanting to withhold anything good from us. He's simply going to take away those things that are going to steal us, steal our joy from us. Mm. Um, so, the apprenticeship journey is one in which we continue to grow. While this today is our last episode in the series. It's not the end of the apprenticeship journey. I'm, I'm still an apprentice. I'm still a disciple. We all are. Yeah, and we're growing and, and every day until we actually get to God face-to-face when he takes us home to heaven. That's really graduation. We were talking a little bit earlier about that. That's when we graduate. We're not graduated yet. We're still on the journey. We're still learning. There's one difference between a, a real apprenticeship in the trade and, and the one that we're on is that uh, you get paid a very low wage <laughs> You know, when you're an apprentice and you want to graduate so you can get paid a bit more money. But right. I, I believe that on this journey, yes. we're paid every day. You know, uh, We get the blessings of, of following God. There's a Bible verse mm. that says, taste and see that the Lord is good. Mm. Yeah, and that's all I can do is testify to that fact. There was a, a half my life I wasn't a Christian. Mm. The, the second half of my life I have been a Christian and I have been paid abundantly by God in the day-to-day blessings. But then there's everlasting life as well. And maybe we should finish up with uh, Matthew twenty-five thirty-four. Yep, it says, Then the king will say to those in his right hand, Come, you blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. That's a fantastic verse because, first of all, it says, The kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. This is God's intention for humanity from the very beginning. Mm. And if we ever doubt that, we just need to read the first two chapters of Genesis. God creates paradise, puts people in it, and says, Be fruitful and multiply, subdue the earth and and enjoy what I've created. 
then things went wrong and then of course God is seeking to restore that and so there's real joy in the Christian life and to me there's no better way of living Next week we are starting just a, a short, very short series on Jonah, uh, Jonah uh, the Reluctant Messenger I think we're mm, The Reluctant it. Messenger uh, Jonah on the run will be our topic and uh, you just want to mention again what you're doing up uh, in New South Wales Yes absolutely, so uh, from Tuesday night the 3rd of May 7pm I will be at the Warunga Adventist School I'll be at, uh, in the Wedge Room. You can go to isgodforreal.com.au. If you're in uh, northern Sydney, you may be able to get to that program. I'll be there 7 p.m. Tuesday, Wednesday and Thursday. And you can find details at the website isgodforreal.com.au. And next, uh, sorry, tomorrow we've got The Bible as Archaeology with Daniel Mateo and Tabitha Zachariah. Remember our event down in Tassie here, improving the immune function through food. You can text immune22, immune22 to 0488880891 to get the full details of that and the booking uh, link as well. And of course our, our last offer in this series, steps number 12, is the code for help in daily living. We'd love you to get a copy of that. Peter, have a good time in New South Wales and uh, we'll see you back in person next week uh, with Jonah on the run. This is Swim by Melissa Otto. It's a beautiful little song. We'll talk to you later. Bye for now. Have a good day.